I mentioned last week that this series is formed from some of the stories of Jesus as recorded in Luke's Gospel. This morning we're going to look at the latter part of the passage that uh, Ian read for us earlier on. We're going to be looking at the parable of the lost coin. Well, don't worry, we haven't forgotten the sheep. We haven't lost them. Um, we, we will return to look at the lost sheep in a couple of weeks' time. But today, as I say, we're going to be focusing on uh, the lost coin. Let's pray before we do that. Almighty Father, thank you that we get the opportunity of uh, singing wonderful words as we just have. Testifying to what it means for us to have the person of Jesus in our lives. Father, as we come to look at your word just now, as we read the stories that Jesus himself shared, Father, we pray that you would speak to us through these words. Father, my prayer is, as it always is, that I won't get in the way of what you have to say to us this morning. This and all our prayers, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So, these three verses, found only in Luke's Gospel, recount a scenario imagined by Jesus. The story involves ten silver coins, they were either Greek drachma or they were Roman denarii, each of which um, would have been uh, worth round about a day's wages for a labourer. It was, I believe, told along with other Imagine This stories by Jesus to emphatically declare three truths. The first is that God's love caused him to come to earth in the person of the Messiah. The second is that the kingdom of heaven is open to everyone, but not all will enter it. And the third thing is that God views every individual as precious and works to demonstrate his love to each and every one. As we usually do, we'll have four words this morning. They all work, start with the letter P, um, and the first word is premise. There was a generally accepted thought in the ancient world that humanity and divinity were so different that they couldn't exist in close proximity to each other. For the Jews, this was because God was so holy that no human being could survive being in his presence. Whereas for the Greeks, it was more that um, mortal things were imperfect um, and somehow had to be escaped. In the Jewish faith, there was such high regard for God's holiness that even speaking his name incurred a penalty. That said, the Jews did believe that God had provided a way in which faithful people could live in relationship with him. Although being faithful was recognised to be beyond humankind, the rabbis taught that God would welcome a repentant person who was seeking him. I think this highlights that although 
there was truth in what they believed. The Jewish nation had misunderstood what being God's people was all about. If you'll permit me to phrase it this way, I think they believed their history was about them rather than about being their place in his story. Jesus tells stories to highlight both what they had right, but also what they didn't. The active participant in this parable is the lady, not the coin. Thus it describes a different situation than that of the rabbi's penitent seeker. This is why I wanted to do this one first and do the sheep later. Because in and of themselves, coins don't wander off. Nor do coins get themselves found. So, I'd like to suggest that Jesus tells this story to demonstrate what God's attitude to those who are estranged from him is. He wanted his hearers to understand how merciful and gracious the Father is. This parable and the other, and the other two that we'll look at in this series teach us that God searches for those who are lost. Before we try to work out how we should live this out, we need to understand a couple of things. As believers, we are here as God's representatives and we should do all we can to be good ambassadors for his kingdom. That's the first thing. But the second thing is, we need to remember we're not God. It's not up to us to actually save those who are lost. We may be able to alleviate or address their felt needs, but we simply can't give them life in all its fullness. That's not our part of in the story. So, of course, the question then becomes, well, what should we do then? Well, I think we need to extend grace and mercy to those who are lost, both in practical ways and in our devotional times. We need to live out what we believe and trust God to do what only he can. Our second word this morning is the word perspective. And I'm thinking particularly about the start of verse 8 here. The lady in our story could have said, oh well, losing the coin is a shame, but I've got several more, so it doesn't really matter. She could have even said, I wish I hadn't lost it, but looking for it might be a waste of time and energy. I might never find it. However, her viewpoint is neither of these. It's obvious that she views each coin as precious. We're not told the age of the lady concerned, but given her attitude to the loss, it's likely that the coin was worth more to her than purely what it was monetarily worth. These coins may have represented either her dowry, which was sometimes worn as a string, uh, as a headdress, um, or, or it, either that or her life savings. Now, of course, on the face of it, it might seem this story has no religious comparison. 
Even people without faith understand that human beings are worth more than an economic equation of their value. However, whilst sheer numbers aren't important in an overall sense, we need to comprehend that in one way. Each empty seat here represents a missed opportunity. As a preacher, I guess you might expect me to say that for life to make sense, we need to look at things as God does. But in truth, that's what I believe scripture says, and it's what my experience of life has taught me. I do not believe that God's intention was that the church would be a happy, holy club, a group that exists solely for the benefit of its members. In fact, if I'm honest, I think the opposite is true. We are the only family on earth to which everyone is invited to belong. And we exist, not for those who already think we belong, but for those who don't. So, how do we apply this? Well, these stories tell everybody that this message is for them. But not only the message, that actually this relationship with God that the message speaks about is available to them too. No one should feel excluded. There are responsibilities for us as family members, but these shouldn't be a barrier to anyone hearing the good news. So let's move on. And the next word is the word purposeful um, from the second part of verse 8. Jesus says that this lady lights a lamp, and this fact highlights, if you'll pardon the pun, that this lady is serious about finding the coin. There is nothing haphazard here. Knowing what needed doing to find the coin, she took the action required. She searches for the coin like a person possessed, not in a manic way, but she's determined, single-minded, focused and deliberate. I've already alluded to Jesus' reason for telling these stories. But I wonder this morning, is that how you think about God looking for those who don't know him? I think Jesus wants everyone to know that God is diligently looking for those who are lost. Even those who feel unlovable or even unworthy of being found. I mentioned earlier that the lady is the active participant in this story. And she's seen by some as a picture of the Holy Spirit who enlightens and reaches us when we are unable to reach out to God ourselves. In Romans chapter 5 verse 8, Paul suggests that Jesus died for us when we were as far from God as we could be. As disciples of Jesus, we should also diligently engage in the search for those who are lost. Not for our own benefit, or for the credit of doing that, but for the glory of the God that we serve. 
Jesus provides a clear example for us to follow. So what difference should that make? Well, put simply, our priority as followers of Jesus should be connecting with those who are lost and pointing them to him. Our last word is the word party, which it sounds like is happening upstairs. Um, and obviously from verses 9 and 10. When Our Lady finds the lost coin, she doesn't sit alone, smiling smugly to herself. She calls all her neighbours and shares her joy. And having already spent time looking for the coin, she spends even more time celebrating that it's been found. Appreciating that this is only one of Jesus' imaginist stories, I think we have to consider this celebration and ask ourselves what God might be trying to say to us. It might come as a bit of a surprise to you, to those of you who know me, but I love that this story ends in a noisy knees up. I truly believe that one of Satan's most damaging lies is that God is a killjoy. That God doesn't want us to have fun. That his lifestyle rules are to stop us from enjoying ourselves. This couldn't be further from the truth. Scripture tells us categorically that God loves us more than we could ever realise. Ever even imagine. He wants the best for us. And works good out of the evil we encounter here on earth. As believers, we might have known these things to be true for a very long while, some of us. But I guess the crux of it is whether we think of God as someone who is fun-loving. Now, it might seem that I'm overstating the point. The scripture literally says that when someone comes to faith, it's party time. This gives us an insight into what God thinks is important. But I think it's only part of the picture, as I don't believe that these joyous times in heaven are restricted to when people believe for the first time. Have you ever considered how much joy God gets from having you get closer to him each and every day? He is our loving Father and wants the best for us. He knows how tough life is. Do you not think he gets delighted when we make the right choice? He knows what we struggle with. Do you not think he must be overjoyed when we take each faltering baby step towards him? when we turn to face him rather than continuing to look the other way. So what difference should this make? All we have to do, all we have to do is to ask God for his help so that we can get to know him better. Let's do that now as we pray.